the evening to you. So last time we didn't do an intro, so I want to, I thought maybe we'd start with what this thing is all about. Um, this podcast that we started a couple weeks ago, um, we're calling this thing Wrecked. We are wrecked. Um, our focus is around life, death, loss, and grief. But we're just a couple of dudes that happen to be dads that both lost a kid way too soon. So we have some things to say, some things to share, some things to learn from each other. And hopefully some things to add to maybe someone that's listening down the road. I think we'll ever get, get those listeners to, to, to focus on, on our, what we have to say. I don't see why we wouldn't. This is a uh, ground that is not well covered let's say so why did we do this paul why are we why are we doing this little little uh experiment if you will why why wrecked why why do you think it's important i think it's important not only because of my past but because of today the bully bully world we live in i think we have to somehow get back to looking each other in the eye, telling each other what's going on and how we feel. And yes, guys don't really like feelings, and I'm guilty of that. But if I can share with someone, and now you and I have this crazy group that we're in, and I'm a firm believer that if I share what I'm going through, it helps me. I'm selfish, so I don't think much further beyond that or haven't because I don't know I think sharing our journey is where the healing begins so I've become a sharer I love to share I love to laugh and sometimes I feel weird about laughing because this is a subject with some depth but here I am, and I'm smiling, and uh, I like sharing what's going on. And so that's, I guess, what uh, what I'm feeling here. And I like that you're taking action from what Jody said before the show. We take a horrible event, and something beautiful comes from it. And uh, the evidence keeps piling up for that. And so I think those stories need to be shared as well. So, uh, yes, I'm wrecked. I'll always be wrecked, but I'm a wreck in action. <laughs> I'm wrecking, yeah. let's say. Well said. I don't know. Yeah, well said. And I, I think, too, it's, um, you know, obviously you and I are in a, in a club that neither one of us ever wanted to be on and had the, I'd say, ultimate loss of losing a kid. Um, but I think this hopefully is, is more, more than that for whoever's listening. I mean, I recently was talking to a, a fellow dad and he was going through a really hard time and he was going through a divorce and, um, you know, not by his choice. And, uh, 
but we started just just chatting and you know a lot of his um, experiences and feelings and kind of what he was trying to come to terms with and and uh, and all the things that were happening in his life kind of resonated at a certain level with the same thing I'm going through here three months after the loss of my son and so I think it's although you know we have you know, you and I shared experiences and in, in losing our kids. I think, that, I think when we talk about loss and grief and what you said, sharing, um, you know, dude to dude or whatever, sharing feelings and kind of experiences and being able to be vulnerable and open to each other is kind of a rarity in today's day, you know, today's day and age. And I, I think it's an important thing that maybe we can, uh, kind of shed some light on and, and, uh, maybe create new conversations. Very well put. That's why I like uh, that it's not just about my, the date that changed my life. It's about today and living in today and staying in today. And uh, I firmly believe that. And here I am today. And I was wondering on the way down here, what is this? And do I have the energy for it? And is it going to be a thing? And is it going to get harder and harder to do every week? And, but once it's like going to the gym, I think once I get there, I'm feeling better already. Right. (laughs) I totally relate to that. You know, I, I mentioned last time I I go to a therapist every two weeks right now and I really like my, my guy. He's, he's, he's good. Good for you. He he asks some good questions and, and kind of going in every, every week I'm thinking, do I, you know, do I really need it? I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. And and then, you know, just the conversation gets going. And by the end of it, I'm just like, ah, that was, that was good. I didn't even know how much I needed it or how much value it would be until, until I was in it. Right. And, um, and I thought of kind of our previous conversation. One of the topics that, um, that he and I talked about in my last, last appointment, and I want to maybe talk a little bit about today is, um, what I'm calling like the un- unlimited joy. And, and when I say that, um, there were some things you said at our last um, last conversation that um, kind of I don't know I'm maybe I'm still pondering a little bit, but I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, maybe I'll start start backwards a little bit. When you have when you have your first child or when you have each each of your children and they're born or you know adopted or whatever else you have you know a, a child come into your family. Um, there is, I always talk about this with, within, with expecting parents is, is there's this new portal of love that you find that you realize that you didn't know existed before having your own kid. You know, you, you can love your, your mom or dad or wife or whatever, but when you have your, when you have a kid, there's, there's this whole new level or experience of love that you didn't know. Totally different. Yes. And because of that, and with that, you have this this unlimited. Uh, what I say is kind of this unlimited joy in your life, as you have your your family, you have your kids, you have this, uh, you know, this opportunity in life just to really enjoy and fully immerse yourself in in that enjoy, right? Right. And so I'd call that unlimited joy when. Um, in my, you know, in the last three months after losing my son, I feel that right now, and this is what I talked about with my therapist, I feel like right now that is, my joy is no longer unlimited. I feel like um, there is there is a new kind of cap on how joyful I can be 
and I can still laugh and I can still smile, but in terms of being completely joyful, I feel like I've, I'm now kind of at a cap. Like I don't, I don't see how I could ever be as happy as I was before June 12th. Right. Um, and he didn't disagree with me, but he asked some questions that I think um, lent itself to disagreement, if you will. But as I was saying that, I was thinking about your, you know, what you talked about with the loss of your daughter and then your adoption of, of your son and, and how, I don't know if you said it, but you had kind of this new found maybe joy or happiness in your life that, um, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I guess my question is, going back to you, is am I right? Am I right or wrong in thinking that my joy capacity is now not or not no longer unlimited? Wow. First of all, I can totally relate. I mean, 100%, I went through a 100% of that. I thought I would never be happy again. And I felt weird about laughing and being happy. And uh, my life's going on. And, uh, man, I self-medicated so hard, Michael. I, I kind of accepted I'm the grieving dad, and that's it. Right, my whole identity was gone. I was Sarah's dad, and now I'm a I'm a tavern dweller. And uh, I never, if you'd asked me, I don't know how long this lasted. I can't tell you. But if you'd asked me, or if you'd have told me rather that I'd be happy and I'd be uh, I, whatever you'd have told me, you would have cut yourself short. Because I, my new joy, and I did talk about that, and you did quote me right, I have a new joy that I never expected. And I have to pass that along to God and uh, my partner at home that didn't ditch me. So then I would have been a divorced, widowed, or whatever. I'd have been a mess, yeah. right? And... uh so it took a long time to get through that, and I don't know how I did, because I was, I think I mentioned this too, I was bent on, I was committing suicide by installment, a little bit of the day, wow, a little bit of the time. And then uh, by the grace of God, Jace came into my life, and uh, I told you about the fuzzy feelings we got dropping him off at school and how that 18 years just went poof somehow and uh, never been happier. And uh, I'm doing things I never in a, would have ever expected I've been doing, would have been doing. And so Sarah's gone, but she never went away, right? No Sarah being gone. No, Jace. So, I don't know. You have to ride the bigger picture, and that's where faith comes in. And I don't know how guys do it, but that's where you have to put the plug in the jug as well and de make a decision. Are you going this way on that brink, or are you going the other way? Are you wrecked, or are you 
you know, bitter or better, all those, uh, act, those, uh, those sayings. It, you have to choose. And I don't right know now, if I'm ready to choose, to choose right now. I wouldn't. That's why I said <laughs> I no. can't. Like if I choose right now, it's like, like when I hear you, I'm like, I trust you that that is true for what you're saying. But it's like someone trying to convince me of something <laughs> that I, I, I don't think is um, in my reality right now. I, I, I'm just like, yeah. Yes, I, I totally, I, I totally agree. I would have, I would have ran away and called you full of shit. If you'd yeah. have tried to give me this stuff and you're open to it cause we're friends, but, uh, yeah, it's a hard one to swallow. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm a tool. So it took me a long time to catch on. Hey, you know, like life isn't over. It can be for you, but, uh, keep plugging away and see what happens. And yeah, we're in this, um, time period where we're getting close to, close to the holidays and, um, my wife and I were talking, you know, about, you know, decorating and things like that. And typically, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, if let, let's say throw, throw out a, you know, a sign that says blessed, right? Right. We, and you look at it, that's not in our reality right now. Like right. we can't, <laughs> if, if we threw out a, a sign in our house that said we're blessed, Ah, oh, that would feel so inauthentic for how we feel right now because we don't feel blessed. Um, and I, I, I don't want to sit take away from from many things that we are blessed with because certainly we have two wonderful daughters and great friends and family and and all that stuff. But in terms of like how we really feel right now, it's not feeling blessed because we're just feeling so hurt and right. and lost and. Um, at times really still angry and all that stuff. So we're going through all that process. So when you say, you know, quote, I've never been happier, you feel blessed or you didn't say that. But, um, what I'm hearing is like, I know you're 20 years ahead, but damn, it's hard for me to really imagine that that could be a reality. It just, it just seems so foreign to me. It Um, is very, very difficult, Mike. And, I, I totally get what you're saying about the holidays and living angry and feeling cursed rather than blessed. And, uh, yes, you have to, I'm no shrink, but you have to honor that. And by you telling me that you're, you and Amy are honoring that. And then maybe you look at that blessed sign when it's time to decide what to put out and all of a sudden there's this dialogue, you know, and all of a sudden you're thinking differently because life is never, ever, ever, I repeat, ever going to be the same without Braden around. Right. So those little adjustments, and I'm just amazed at how far ahead of me, I know we can't compare. I don't think I was as good at, well as you, Mike, you're, you're, you are talking about it. I was stuffing it down and running from it. So if you can accept, yes, you are wrecked. Your family has been wrecked. Unrepairable. And that uh, unlimited joy, you know, yeah, you're not going to be joyful right now. And it's hard to believe that you ever will again, maybe. But... uh 
I think you're you're right where you need to be. You're honoring that that pain. Yeah. And uh, that's what the I like the title here because it's so appropriate. We're wrecked. And then you add that on to being a tool <laughs> and uh, trying to get by in uh, what I keep calling a bully bully world. Uh, yeah, it's a challenge. So I guess that's my way of saying hats off to you for recognizing. And again, another cliche, time heals. Time takes time, though. And uh, I wish I could, and maybe I'll think about this more when I reflect tonight. I wish I knew when it stopped, when I turned the corner, or when I gave in, or when I, whatever I did, because you were way full of shit if you were telling me about how wonderful my life was going to be. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So... Well, I think it helps, and I think that's that's why your your friendship is so important to me, and um, I think for people out there that um, are going through some sort of grief or loss, is because um, one of my recommendations is is not only to you know be vulnerable and and get find somebody that you can talk to, but specifically, and I've talked to my wife recently about this is find somebody that maybe is as walk the walk too. And I have a lot of great friends and and family and all those kind of things, but there's a different level of um, comfort and conversations and, and what you can gain from talking with other people within the club. And, and I hate, I say, hate saying club because clubs are supposed to be fun and, and inviting and stuff, but this is a club that, uh, neither one of us would ever want to be in. Nobody ever wants to be in. But um, whether whether I like it or not, I'm in the same club as you. And 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 having that um, connection and being able to talk through some of these things is so valuable. And I think that's what I think that maybe that's one of the difference big differences between you and I is is where I am today. I have you and and you probably had other people like that. And and I don't know, but uh, that that's makes a, a good big point. difference. Good you know, point. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, a co-friend of ours um, that lost her husband last year, Mary Ellen, um, that uh, lost lost Quain about a year ago, and I was talking to her about the same kind of stuff just yesterday. Um, by the way, I thought of her, and so I called her. It's what I do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I like it. But, you know, we had a lot of the kind of similar conversations. You know, she she lost her husband, and she's, you know, in, in almost a year um to you know i think next tuesday has been a full year but wow full year already but very similar kind of thoughts and experiences about um kind of the the new reality and adjusting to it and and all those types of things and you know one one of the other thing i was thinking of um over the last couple weeks is um the when you have emotional i guess experiences as part of your grief where you whether it's you just feel sad or you you know you break down and you cry or you get to those points where you're damn you're hyperventilating because you can't right. breathe right um i think so many people maybe on the outside looking in go you know the, and whether they say it to you or they're thinking it it's they want that to go away for you that 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 emotion if you will because they see that as as the pain right mm-hmm. right um 
and in some ways I've been thinking of this in the, over the last couple of weeks, it's like, I actually kind of need that and hunger for that as, as, as a way of healing. Like I need, it's not, I don't want that to go away. And so, it, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here, but it's like, when I have those emotional experiences, like I need those at times to kind of, every time I do it, I feel like I'm, I'm healing in a way. It's almost like a scab on a wound. It's like you have to have it in order for it to heal. And so when people are thinking, oh, you know, I don't want to make you, you know, upset or get, you know, make you emotional or whatever else, I'm, I'm, a, I'm almost like, actually, I'm, I'm totally okay with it. And when it happens, bring it on and let me go through it. And uh, I think it's a way of, of healing. So that's another thing I've been thinking about in the last couple of weeks is like kind of the hunger to grieve. If See, you that, that's advanced, man. That's advanced. It took me years. And uh, my bride had to talk me into, you have to purge. So, okay, purge. let it yeah, happen. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Go yeah. lay down and cry. Yeah. Go drive around and cry. Talk to me and cry. And uh, yes, once I started hearing that action word, purging, I was able to accept it. And i super embarrassed when I do it in front of people because people don't understand. If there's something wrong with you, get over it. Right. If you yeah. can't get over it, uh, go away. If you can't go away, you check out. I mean, there's right. a list of things right. that society will uh, let us be. So uh, I'm thinking that had to be four or five years in when I finally heard the word that allowed me to get that relief that you just described. And uh, what you said about people asking you or feeling bad, you know, I don't want to bring you down, but, and then they say something and it gets to you emotionally and then they feel bad because they brought it up and you're like, thank you. I haven't heard, you yeah. know, I love it when people say Sarah's name or want to talk about Sarah. And they're scared to ask me because, oh, I hope I don't ruin this day. You're not ever going to ruin my day. It's almost I'm like I want to tell people, kid. like, yes. like bring it on is what you said. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, yeah, like and I think there's a, if anybody's out there listening, that's maybe on the other side, you there haven't, you, <laughs> there, there isn't, <laughs> someday there might be, but it, you know, and I've had people like, you know, help me kind of understand how to help you, if you will. And maybe what I would say is help me cry. Yes. Who told us how to grieve? No yeah. one. How do men cry? No, you don't. Just what the rule book says. It's, it's so, just the opposite. Everybody wants to keep you from crying, keep you from having an emotional, right. like, like, no, that is actually what I need. I mean, I need a lot of things. I mean, I don't know what I need. <laughs> I don't that's know. a good start. <laughs> but it's like. Oh, that's a great shirt if, though. Make me cry. Yeah, if you, if you make me cry, that's like okay. I'm it's it's a healing, you know, and it it's is. I'm, I'm not a, a sh but I think that's you know going back dude to dude, dad to dad, whatever, is I think that is one of the challenges. Is I think we as a gender inherently like think that crying is something you shouldn't do, right. weakness, and, and therefore the healing doesn't happen the way maybe it should you know totally agree and i'm no psychologist so there's probably a psychologist maybe out there going nope you're all wrong but that's maybe, just but uh <laughs> yeah, i don't know <laughs> we could be completely wrong but that's just my oh it's got clint eastwood on it and it says make me cry <laughs> <laughs> our next t-shirt check out our website it's not yes. ready yet um we will 
probably never have one, but uh, we can sell some T-shirts. See, and the, that little, the action that you took was, I think I get channeled on men, 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 men. But Mary Ellen, who lost a good man, um, doesn't, I think women are better at processing things, but it certainly doesn't mean that, you know, we can't talk grief with women because... Totally. Right. <laughs> right. So I got to keep thinking that uh, this is wide open and it's not just death and uh, it's divorce. It's, uh, well, let's say you quit taking pain pills. You're going to have a grief over your addiction, right? Right. And you yeah. have to fill that void. So it's just one challenge after another, filling those voids. And, uh, yeah, I think I'm kind of an, learning a lot about myself, but more of an analytical thinker on, on some of these things. And I put it, put the, the emotional kind of response to loss and grief kind of similar to, um, if we have a cold or flu or, 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 a an, bodily injury your body is built to heal itself over time right okay. it has certain responses that it's going to re react to, to that's going to help that injury heal that's the body does that right mm -hmm. and so to think that our body or brains don't have a similar mechanism to heal a broken heart or the immense loss that you feel when you lose somebody like we, we have to pay attention to our, our, our bodies and what it's, what it's doing and not fight it. And when we fight it, like the grief and the, and the emotion is we are stifling our bodies from allowing us to heal. Right. And I think that makes us sicker. Yeah. It has to take a toll. Or we use drugs or alcohol right. or, or other we, things to mask. Right. Which those makes us sicker. Make, makes yes. us sicker. Right. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, it's a, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, of course, our bodies take over for us and we even fight them to fight it to, right. <laughs> to feel better. Yep. So. Yeah, believe it or not, I still have meltdowns. What's wrong with you? Oh, well, my daughter was in an accident. Oh, really? Yeah, 25 years, you know, 20 years ago. And uh, not to minimize and laugh about it now, but people think you get over it and you're going to get better. Yes, I'm getting better with dealing it with it, but I'm not over it. Right. And so, uh, and I still have a hard time. Thank goodness my family is all familiar with my behavior, so I'm all right in the home. But if I have a meltdown out in public, man, that's uh, that's a challenge. So you still do. After I all these do. years, 20 years, you still have. What are some of the things that trigger that for you? Or is there any, I mean. There is. Could you even we, uh, there's a good example in McCall. We went, uh, we had a opportunity to stay in a condo up in McCall middle of the week we dropped everything went up there no plans just a total chill Jody and I and I uh, went down to the lake and uh, all I could think about in this beautiful beach 
and I couldn't remember his name, which I beat myself up over. It was Dr. Pierce's son who was killed in a boating accident about Jace's age, big time, I mean, a nice kid who uh, had an accident in the prime of his U of I experience, right? So I'm missing Jace, and I'm thinking about this poor kid, and I can't think of his name, and I'm, I want to... I want to start asking people, do you remember? And it's like, what are you doing? And we went all the way on the other side of the lake. And then we saw the shallow part. And it came back. And it's like, those feelings are right there. And I never met the kid. I never took Sarah to that part of the lake. It really it had nothing to do with my day. But yes, I thought of that kid. Uh, took me out for a minute, and uh, I had to, there I go with the choice again. What are you going to do here? Are you going to tell Jody what's going on? Are you going to stuff it down? Are you going to, you know, wish it away? So what would you do? <laughs> so I told Jody about it, and I said, do you remember that guy's name? And she said, oh, I don't. And then uh, it's like once I acknowledged it, I mean, it was still there, and those yucky feelings about, I mean, accidents, how horrific accidents are, you know, and how serene a place McCall is, and then all that can be washed away with one thought of a poor decision and resulted in an accident. Yeah. So, uh... And I wanted to tell you about. I got. I said I got to tell Mike what I thought about Doctor Pierce's son, and then I got to find out his name. And I still haven't done that. And maybe I'll uh, do that this <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> because uh, I told you how that guy I never met, and he showed up at my door and said, "You don't know me. This book helped me. I love you." And the door shut. And I read that book, and it welcomed me into this. And that's you call into the valley and back into again. the valley right? and out, yes. Yeah. And uh, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. And then my search began. I got to thank him for the book. I got to, uh, I don't know, I have to put my eyes up and quit staring at the floor. And I Did you ever it. reconnect with him after yes, he dropped off the book? I did. I looked him up. I went over to his house. And I said, I feel like I got a book in me. So I was looking for him to pump me up about writing my own book. And we end up talking so much about, uh, it was like you and me. I was saying, you know, do you, how do you look at the lake? Like I asked you, do you go down uh, Fairview? You know, what, what do you think about beer now? It's like I had a million questions about how he was filling that bo- void without his uh, little vandal. And so it was a super good talk. And for me, I don't know how he felt. <laughs> and a super nice home, really back to nature. It's like, I don't know, I feel so good when I'm outside. How many years ago was that? That was... Did you talk to him? Oh, I haven't talked to him in 15 years. I got to reconnect there. So it's, it was... I see what you're saying. So, no, that's not where I was going. <laughs> I'm just curious. Is like, so he, he, he gave you the book, he... he like fairly soon after it happened. Yeah, and then, just a couple of weeks after it happened, he was yeah. at our door, and uh, I read that thing. 
And uh, I don't know, seeing it in black and white, it made me feel better. I'm not much of a reader. And uh, man, I love that book. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I still think I have one in me. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is, uh, like Ed said one day, maybe this is this is my book. This is better. Or maybe it's both. Maybe, maybe this it's will both. lead to your book. You'll have, we'll have so many followers, you know, that they'll be dying to, dying. to, to, to purchase your book. So, yeah, Oprah it. was big at the time, and I thought my dream was to get this on, and uh, Oprah would be having me on her couch there, and I'd be talking <laughs> about this book. And then uh, she retired, and I went, oh, I can pull it off with Ellen. See, I'm, more, I'm more of a Ellen. Jerry Springer. <laughs> 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 when I think of talk shows, I think. Well, it's my dream, so. <laughs> and then, uh, so I'm sitting on the couch with Ellen, and I'm staring at her white shoes, and we're talking about my book. And, uh, man, all of it never went even close to down a pen and onto the paper. <laughs> no. Not even close. Life is, you know, you're, you're is. still young. You, you have plenty of time. Oh, to. Thank you. You're very good for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Let's talk about Halloween. Hmm, Halloween. It's one of my least favorite holidays. Now or before as well? Especially now, but before as well. I don't know. I'm not a big holiday guy. Okay, so... Full disclosure, I kind of grew up in the Jehovah Witness religion. Did you know okay. that? No longer that, but we didn't celebrate holidays. You didn't get any candy on the end No of candies, October. no gifts. Um, so if you're listening out there, um, a lot of time to <laughs> make up, so send gifts. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I don't know what, I, I'm not a big Halloween fan. You know my, my least favorite holiday, though? You want to know? Uh, please. Fourth of July. You don't like that one either. Right? I like America. Don't get me wrong out there. <laughs> but 4th of July, it's hot. It, it, and the only thing I think about when 4th of July is people just burning down the forest. They're just lighting fire fireworks and burning down the forest. It's like we got to find find a better way to celebrate America. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that change? I don't, I don't know if that's where you're going. What's, what's your favorite holiday? What do you, what do you like? Oh, or least favorite, either one. I do not like the uh, Christmas season, mm. and uh, it's one of my, I have two depressive s seasons, and one's the holidays, and one's the uh, spring around the anniversary of the accident, mm -hmm. and a lot of my Christmas angst comes from my childhood, you know, so it's all just a big bleh. and so you mentioned, you know, how are you guys going to get through this one? And uh, I asked you about Halloween because when I was teaching uh, science, I had this closet that had a huge box of human bones in it, right, for biology purposes. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they called me Mr. Dahmer. <laughs> so I took home, Sarah was just a little tag, and I took home this huge box of bones, and we made this grave right in the, in the front yard. In our old house. Nice. And it was a uh, huge... So you're uh, using school property for your home decorations? I had Miss Brown, uh, I had the chairman's <laughs> permission. <laughs> I checked it all out. 
And uh, so, yeah, nice uh, round pile leaves, shovel still there, a lantern, a pair of old <laughs> boots, and this giant femur sticking out, right? <laughs> I like it. And uh, uh, we spent so much time on that. And then uh, flash forward, all of a sudden, uh, a pile of bones and someone's grave isn't funny anymore, right? Mm, true. It's like, what? what is this holiday? Why would the yeah. whole thing switch different perspective yes. yeah major yeah. there's nothing funny about my a pile of bones in my yard when there's i'm sorry but there's a pile of bones up the street yeah yeah and so like my whole thing i didn't like halloween well i guess i kind of liked halloween but man i didn't care for it anymore and i started looking at people with kids with angry eyes you know and just be in the grump on the old porch and turn the light out and don't come up here if you want fun you know, yeah, I'll be honest with you. As I look through in into the near future over the next twelve months, there's not a holiday I'm looking forward to. Right. There, so I mean, sorry I think, if you're. I mean, don't judge me, but honestly, like my birthday's coming up, I'm not looking forward to that. Every holiday, there is going to be some connection or you know reminder of you know, right. the limited joy that currently yes. exists in my life. Right. And so it's just, um, forever. Yeah. And, uh, so, so no. I only asked that because I thought maybe you could practice on Halloween for Christmas. Cause, <laughs> Cause it's going to get worse. I mean, the holidays are such a challenge and here we are, like I said, you're advanced cause you're talking about it. I mean, that first one ain't going to be a giggle. Thanksgiving you know, and, is usually my favorite holiday. Right. And even this year, it's like, uh, I'm kind of getting anxiety thinking about those things. Understandable. Not kind of. But, I am. Especially as we're talking about it right now. Sure. And that is a good holiday. But like you say, it's the opposite of what you're feeling. Yeah. You're supposed to be grateful and... Can we just skip them this right, year? Just uh, not watch TV, not get reminded of no them. No football. Just... Yeah, I've been watching this uh, show on Netflix called Alone. Have you seen it? No, but yeah. it's on my little bar of things. Yeah, so they send 10 people into the wilderness, and it's the last one to to, to, to not tap out. And, you know, right now the episode I'm watching, they're like 63 days in. So I was thinking this would be the year that I could just go be alone. But then I'd be leaving I my wife and kids behind and my mad. daughters behind. I, I might go mad, but that's like, that's kind of what I, I want to block out the world for a while and just see. And there's the opposite of that healing you just, described. I know, but that's what you feel. Right. Sometimes. But, uh, and there's the opposite of what I was saying. Uh, you have to honor it. Right. So you're, you're stuck. You got to honor it. Right. But can I show you something? <laughs> you cool? can. Um, Sorry, it's an audio show. You can't see this, but this is a rock. Do you see that? that a, is a round nice. stone. It's in my pocket, carried around everywhere. So when we were making decisions about what to do with Braden, um, we cremated because um, we didn't want to put him in a in a hole. We wanted to him, have him cremated. But what we learned as, as we were kind of evaluating our options is you can send the ashes to this company Shut that up. takes the ashes and puts a bonding agent and forms them into these round stones. And the color comes out different for for each person that's cremated. And that's so insane. So we just received those about a 
two week a week ago, maybe a how week many and a half ago. Get? Um, also dependent on how many ashes you send in. Cause we kept some ashes, but we send those in and we have, uh, I think there's 25. It, it I ranges. I never from, knew that is. I, I like to say it's cool, but then I think about like, it's. <laughs> I was trying to find the word. Right. That guy's in your pocket. Right. It's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I like it because it's something I can have with me all the time. And it's, you know, it's, I have those anxiety moments and it's something I can hold in my hand and, and rub. So it's, it's like, I, I, I don't want to say it's cool because it's like, <laughs> right. It's, that's not the word. That's not the right word, but it's, um, it's tactile. It's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, um, it's a little, it's better than, maybe? it's, it's better than, I believe it's better than the other options of just, just having ashes versus a, but everybody to their own, right? right? right. I mean, to, to each their own and I don't want to place judgment or whatever, but for us, this was one that, um, that was a neat idea. But when I received, when we received it, I thought I was going to be really excited and I've completely lost it when, when they showed up. Um, my, we had dinner, I think it was last week and, and my wife said, Hey, we, we got her stones and she, she brought them out and I just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. No pun intended, but seriously, pun intended. Yes, pun intended. But kind of oh, cool, no doubt I guess. You. That is very cool. I can see your thumbprint on the top side there. Yeah, like a yeah. It has kind star. of a little bluish gray tint with some with some. I never knew in it. that this was around. Yeah. So if you're listening out there and um, you didn't know, I don't know. I think it's called Parting Stones. Is the company Parting Stones? Makes sense. It's a parting gift. There you go. So that's neat. Thanks for sharing that. You bet. So anyway, well, it's about forty-one minutes or so in, and uh, I think our audio engineer has some other plans this afternoon. It doesn't want to just hang out with us, but uh, we can hang out later after this if you want. So let's wrap it up. Thank you for anybody that is actually listening, and they're not. <laughs> <laughs> we can pretend and uh thank you as always my friend paul appreciate your conversation our conversations every time and uh hopefully whoever's out is eventually out there listening can get some value out of this so and i'll say thanks to you and jody and uh yes and a shout out to 116 and west um who is a great um supporter of what we're doing right now they're not an official sponsor but they really are they're uh, good friends of ours and they're helping us kind of make this happen so thanks 116 west all right we're out Wrecked. have a great rest of your week and uh, hope to see you or hear you or you hear us in the future god bless